Since I began practicing dentistry in 1989 to the present date, I've always been sold on the features of dental equipment and products. In addition, sales reps have presented the pseudo-stratified benefits of buying this widget or that widget, but no one ever, and I do mean ever, has presented dental technology or products from the same pathway that corporations would look at it. They never present to us an actual return on investment of the things that we buy in dentistry. Instead, we're always told if we buy this widget machine, it'll save us time. Therefore, it will give us the ability to see more patients, thus increasing our profits. What they really mean is you can work twice as hard as you normally do to make a wee bit more income. We begin our podcast right there. Computers are live, mixers up, levels are good, equalizers good, ready channels one and two. Mike is live in three, two, one, roll it. Welcome listeners to the My Practice My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Dr. Rob with My Practice My Business. Thanks for joining with us today. When was the last time you heard the dental equipment and product reps tell you that if you use their equipment or product, it will give you a return on investment in and of itself? They simply do not know how dentists can turn these things into real profit centers in the clinical business of dentistry. However, don't beat them up over this. <laughs> they simply are regurgitating the bullet points the manufacturers have taught them to say. They don't know what they don't know. Unfortunately, for those hardworking dental supply reps, they have no idea about the real ROI talking points that would cause us to buy certain items more readily. And us docs, we don't have the business background to recognize them, even if they did. But it would help. Neither of us are stupid, and things make sense if we understand them. Let me tell you about uh, back in the day when I was going to undergraduate school. I worked for a a company called Valley Ambulance. Yes, I was a what back then was called the EMT level two. And I remember taking a patient into the ER who had had some trauma. And we took that patient in, willed him in. We had him on a backboard and the ER nurse and doc met us right there and said, uh, they checked out the patient. And then they said, just will them on your gurney right back to this new room we have. And in that room down the hall, what was known as a CAT scan machine. Now, that was brand new. We had never heard of those before. The hospital had thought they had died and gone to heaven when they got this new CAT scan machine to be able to look at uh, patients, uh, you know, through 3D imaging, so to speak. Of course, we have that now in our offices <laughs> at, a much, at a much cheaper uh, amount of money than it cost the hospital at that time. It was a million-dollar machine. And the hospital was like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to pay for this? And they came up with a brilliant idea. The CAT scan machine actually had, back in those days, there was actually a code used uh, for that medical that they had created because these CAT scans were just coming out. Sound familiar? And they, but the amount of money, the reimbursements they were getting were too low to pay for the equipment. 
So what the hospital did is they tagged on a value-added service fee for every patient that they sent back there that needed to have a CAT scan. Isn't that interesting? And in addition, they added on a fee for every patient that entered the ER. It was a nominal fee of, I don't know, like 20 bucks, but back then 20 bucks was 20 bucks. And it was like, why is every patient paying for that 20 bucks in addition to the patients needing the services? And their answer was, well, those patients never know if they might need those, the service of this CAT scan machine. And isn't it great that we have it here? Can you imagine getting a, a laser or a CAD cam or cone beam and charging all your patients like a $10 fee just in case they might need it? That would go over real well, wouldn't it? Anyway, it was like amazing, though, because the hospital recognized that they needed to get a better return on investment than what they were seeing. What the hospital really needed was a return on investment and that proposition value of is this piece of equipment going to give us the diagnostic capabilities that we needed? And absolutely they knew it would, but they also needed to see that they were going that they were going to make money on that equipment and not just break even because hospitals are there to make money. They call themselves nonprofit entities, right? As we see the majority of their uh, hierarchy in the you know, the MBAs running that place making millions of dollars every year. So anyway, we won't get into that story. The next time your dental sales rep comes in to sell you something, ask them what the proposition value of the purchase will be to you. Ask them to lay down the evidence of how you will experience not only a return on investment, but a corporate profit. This reminds me of the song Ariel saying, in The Little Mermaid, every time a sales rep comes in with something new to present to us, I know, get ready. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I got plenty. But who cares? No big deal. I want an ROI. That's the song you need to sing to your ref when they come in. And they'll look at you like you're probably looking at me through the radio there or whatever you're listening to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how the song goes. I know what you're all thinking right now. Rob, don't quit your, jade. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> I'm not going to. Anyway, I entered this very discussion with my awesome Patterson rep a few weeks ago. We were talking about the different high-tech toys out there that Dennis can purchase. He's got me going to the Serona Densply major meeting uh, here this uh, next fall, and I'm excited to go to it because, yes, I'm in the hunt for purchasing, uh, you know, some high-tech equipment, and I know how to make it give me a return on investment. That's another story. But we discussed how CAD CAM was hitting a ceiling with sales and how they have seen purchases drop due to saturation levels here in Utah. Think about the talking points every rep from all the dental supply companies hit you with when trying to sell you CAD CAM. It's always like point one. A patient loves receiving the crown in the same appointment because it saves them time away from work or home. Okay, that talking point's true. Two, it will decrease your lab bill. Indeed, that is true too. Three, it will save you money with a decrease in purchasing impression material, temporary material, temporary cements, etc., etc. That's true also. Four, while the crown is milling and cooking in the oven, you can be doing other procedures, thus increasing your production. Uh, that's where I just want to die, okay? I don't want to work harder to make a sliver more profit. 
I want to be able to have a return on investment so that the, the equipment actually makes sense to me and I don't have to work as hard providing that value-added service to my patients. All those features are true, and that's why I own CAD CAM technology, and I use it the majority of the time. But they really have no idea how to have a conversation about hidden revenue streams and, and, and value-added profitability with technology. Most sales reps will tell you it takes between 14 to 16 units per month to break even because that's what they've been taught to say to us. But before you make any purchase of high-tech equipment or even small equipment and the materials that we actually purchase also, you really need to look at the actual payment with all those things considered like cost of goods and direct operating costs to make sure that there is a value-added proposition in what you purchase. Oftentimes, we make these purchases with the promise of increased dental profits we only to realize that those profits didn't materialize. Sound familiar? They constantly tell us the features of the equipment or material and rarely the benefits to not just the patient, but to our corporations or our solo practices, right? Docs and team members, you need to have a return on investment with most things you purchase. Otherwise, there simply isn't revenue for wage increases, let alone paying for the new equipment. And I'm not just talking the doctor's wage increases. I'm talking about being able to give your staff a raise and being able to retire on time, right? Another thing I see us fall prey to is when we are guilted into the phrase, don't you want to provide your patients with the best? The problem is the best composite material out there like Filtech still the standard at this time, and the best implants like Strawman, or the best crowns like an IPS Emacs from a really good dental lab, have higher costs of goods associated with them that add to our bottom line of, of what it costs to run our practice, not our bottom line of profitability, okay? And dentists have long been told by the dental consulting companies to negotiate better supply costs, better lab costs, or tell your reps you'll have to do business elsewhere. This is where the supply companies try to find you private labels on materials which have a cheaper price tag, or your lab will often show you a basic crown that they can do that requires less time for them to fabricate for that cheaper price. All this they do to appease us because of our race to the bottom when it comes to cutting costs to increase our revenues. There is a better way, people. Let's beat this up for a bit longer because this is such an epiphany to me and I'm having fun with it. I want to give you examples of what our clients have said to me prior to them going through our clinical business of dentistry office manager and team training. Of what they told me the sales points are when being presented with equipment and supply purchases. Here was one that cracked me up. If you buy this scanner for 20, 30, 40 grand, you can do aligners and make more money or you can do, you know, you don't have to have impression material to send off to the lab. Oh my gosh. Make sure you research the labs that can actually receive the scans. Look at what it costs you per scan when you take all that total cost. Look how many times you're doing that procedure. Does it really make sense? Is there a return on investment? Also, can you charge an additional fee for that scan? The answer is yes. That's what we train on. Two, hey, if you buy CAD CAM, We'll save you money on lab and supply bills, and you can impress your patients with same-day crowns so it actually increases revenue after you do a certain number of crowns each month. Oh, my gosh. I, did, I hit the 
talking points earlier, but that's not the power play of CAD CAM. It's a value-added proposition to the patient that you can charge more if you know how to do it. Two, or number three, point three, I love. Rotary files will make you so much faster when doing root canals. You can actually be able to do two root canals in the same time it took you to do one, thus increasing your practice revenue. <laughs> These are actual talking points that, that our clients have been given. It's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to work twice as hard. I, I may not have the patients that need root canals, but I'm going to find them. They're all going to need root canals. And I'm going to be able to do two at a time. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. Don't uh, quote me on that, okay? But no, that's not what we're here for, to listen to how we can work harder to make a sliver of profit. Shoot, one of our clients clearly showed that, that uh, they are not profitable on root canals in their sector of the United States. And that's why they sent them out. After they came to our training, we showed them how to increase revenue. And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I think I'll start doing root canals again. Here's another one. Hard tissue lasers don't require anesthetic. Therefore, you'll be able to do more composite fillings in the same amount of time, thus increasing your practice revenue. Well, that's not true either. Those hard tissue lasers, just like they were back in the day when I purchased one years ago, they require time and skill set to be able to get faster with them like anything else we do. But how fast are you really? I love the hard tissue lasers, especially for uh, our pediatric patients. But the question becomes is, are they really anesthetic free? Do you really save that time? Like I say, there is a learning curve on how to use them. And that's going to cost you money while you're doing it. But is there a different way to increase return on investment on those hard tissue lasers. Absolutely, and that's what we teach our clients, and that's why they, they can have the, that technology in their office, because they see a return on investment that they never were taught before. If you attend, here's another one, if you attend sleep apnea courses, you will learn how to charge your patients way more money for treatment because you will learn how to tap into their medical insurance. My question was this, what if they haven't met their bazillion dollar deductible courtesy of our new health plans where everyone was you know able to keep their doctor and we were all going to get $2,500 back per year on our savings. Sorry to get political on this, but the fact of the matter is our, our deductibles have increased dramatically. I remember when my deductible before anything was touched was $500 per person. And if it still stayed there, that would make sense to bill the insurance. But with deductibles that are super high now, well, the patient's still going to have to pay for that stuff out of pocket, and that's what people are realizing now. But is there a way to charge sleep apnea that's never before been taught? And there is. And that's why we do sleep apnea treatments, and we treat sleep apnea in our practice because we've learned how to do it. And then if you buy comb beam technology, you'll be able to see things never before dreamed of in your patient's mouth, and you'll be able to charge the patient more and dental insurance companies will pay more, and thus your practice revenue will increase beyond your wildest imaginations, okay? That didn't happen either. Insurance companies picked up on the comb beam code, and many of them are paying out just a few dollars more than a panel code. So that expensive piece of comb beam that you've got sitting in your practice, is there a way to increase the revenue on that outside of the box? And the answer to that question is yes, there is. So, there are, 
our our supply reps don't know what they don't know. And if they did know what they knew, the, what we knew, boy, you and I would be buying equipment left and right. They simply do not know how dentists can turn these things into real profit centers for the clinical business of dentistry in our dental practices. And the real problem is dentists just don't know how to turn these expensive purchases into profit centers instead of lost leaders because they don't know what they don't know. The same is true with our dental sales reps. They simply don't know what they don't know at my practice, my business. Okay, Here's the simple secret. There are hidden revenue streams in everything we do where there is a differential in cost of goods. For those of you listening today who have been through our training, simply keep looking for those hidden jewels of profitability above and beyond what you were taught because you find them all the time. And when we taught you here at My Practice, My Business, when you went through the training, we get calls all the time. Hey, Rob. Hey, Tracy. Hey, guess what? I learned, I I got this stuff. And what if I charge this? Can I charge this? Can I add this out value added proposition to the patient? And it's fantastic. You guys teach us all the time on stuff, and then we're able to pass that information on to the rest of our clients and new trainees. Dentists do a fantastic job of healing patients with needed oral health care. Yet those of you who have not been through the clinical business of dentistry training usually despise hearing the simple yet all-important word, profitability. You want to heal. You want to improve the self-esteem of your patients. You simply just want to do good for those you serve. I get it. I agree with all of that. But you also run a business, and you have to be profitable and not just break even each month, which is where the large majority of you are right now. You know it. Our clients at MPMB do not lack funds needed to stay on top of dental technology, which gives them the diagnostic advantages and ability to deliver the best of products and services to the patients they serve. The basic and simple business reason is because they are trained in how to offer their patients choice where it's available with products and value-added services and then how to get paid fairly for those services they provide, whether the patient is covered by a PPO plan or a cash-paying patient. doesn't matter. Value-added service is offered to both. And then our clients look at their sales reps and say to them, hey, Your talking points that sold me on the equipment I just bought from you are insignificant compared to the return on investment I'm now realizing after attending our training, the training at My Practice, My Business. (laughs) This is what happened to my Patterson rep here in Salt Lake. He watched his clients who had been through our training uh, begin to love dentistry again because they were now making a true return on investment and being being paid fairly for their dental services that they provided. And this astute rep has been referring clients to us ever since. That's a rep who gets the clinical business of dentistry. He saw what happened to his clients. He saw how they were increasing revenue and they were happy again because we're miserable if we don't get paid fairly for what we do. Don't you love just going in and doing composites and and being upside down on them? My gosh, that's been in the literature forever. Not with our clients. They're right side up. They make money on composites when they offer value-added service. Docs and team members, 
You don't have to compromise when it comes to actually using the very best of products, techniques, and services for your patients. You just need to know how to be profitable when using them instead of doing them for free. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Attend our clinical business of dentistry training. Learn how to be paid fairly for what you do. Learn how to be profitable on the things that you do in your practice. So the next time your sales rep comes in and presents to you something that you really want to have and really makes sense, you can actually shock the crap out of them by saying, yeah, I'm ready to buy that right now because you can actually afford to, because you actually are making corporate profits that allow you to purchase that equipment. Uh, you might want to have the oxygen sitting by them and uh, after they pass out so that you can revive them, bring them back, when, because they're told no so many times when they actually bring so much value add to our practices. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.